Hi friends, I hope you're having a fabulous week this week. This is Yolande Robinson and welcome to Shifting Perspectives. I'm an educator, I'm an entrepreneur, I am a speaker, I am a coach. I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister friend, and I'm a wife. Thank you for joining me on Shifting Perspectives. As a first-generation Canadian raised by Caribbean parents, I had a rich upbringing that opened the door to being exposed to diversity daily. Not just the diversity of culture, but the diversity of thought. I've been residing in the Turks and Caicos Islands, the island home of my husband, for the last 12 years. The Turks and Caicos Islands has become our home, and we are so blessed to raise our three beautiful little humans in this beautiful-by-nature paradise. Shifting Perspectives is a weekly conversation, a conversation to fuel you with diverse thoughts to challenge you in terms of the way you think, the way you live, the way you work, and the way you parent. I like to hug. And I like to smile. To tell you the truth, I did not realize how much I hug and smile with people in public until we entered pandemic living. It hit me on my first masked trip to the grocery store in early April. On the first trip to the grocery store, I found myself smiling through my mask, but then wondering whether people would be able to tell by my eyes if I was smiling at them. I live on the island of Providencialis in the Turks and Caicos Island. With a relatively small population and a small island dynamic, it's quite common to run into people you know at the grocery store. After a few aisles of this new smiling behind my mask dynamic, I realized that I was going to have to switch it up or replace my smile with a head nod. Secondly, as I said, I am a hugger. Although I don't think that I'm an excessive hugger, in this period, it certainly has not been lost on me how hugging or patting someone on the shoulder or even giving someone a little arm squeeze is so instinctual to me. So my hugs, pats on the shoulder, and arm squeezes have been shelved with my behind my mask smiles and have been replaced with head nods. One thing I am not is a head nodder. A head nod, although perhaps always having been in my connection toolbox, does not portray the kind of warmth of a smile or a hug. By taking out my ability to smile and hug, I feel as though two especially important tools in my connection toolbox have been hijacked. So today we're going to chat about that, 
about connection. Connection is one of my favorite words, whether in coaching, training, teaching a young child, or in my personal life. Connection is the one word that drives me the most. I believe that meaningful outcomes come out of strong connections. Connection strengthens the learning equation tremendously. Connection helps us to thrive. Connection fuels our resilience. So today, specifically, we're going to talk about why it is so important to connect with others in this period. Human connection is that warm feeling. It's the energy that is exchanged between people. Whether you prefer to have it with a bunch of people or select one or two, connection is something that we are hardwired for. Even more for women. Brene Brown, a researcher, author, and storyteller, and just one of my favorites, tells a story in her book, Braving the Wilderness, that I often find myself referring to. She tells the story of a village where when women got washing machines, there was a sudden outbreak of depression and no one could figure out why. What does a washing machine have to do with depression? Well, it was not about the machine but it was about how the washing was being done before this modern miracle entered the homes of these women. Before the washing machine, women would wash their clothes together down by the river. This time served as time together, as community, as connection. So when washing became a solitary activity at home, women began to feel less socially connected. So if we take this powerful little story and reflect on it in parallel with our current times, a lot of our down-by-the-river activities have been cut out, whether they are the water cooler chats at the office, chats with a fellow parent, in your child's school parking lot, or intentional outings with friends and family, the need to be physically distant has taken away many of our usual activities. But it's important to remember that although we are in a period that requires physical distancing, we must not cut off our socialization. We are social beings, whether an introvert, an extrovert, or an ambivert. We are hardwired for human connection. An extrovert might be missing their Friday night happy hours, but an introvert may miss their ability to have a quiet cocktail at a restaurant with a friend with a side of deep conversation. The key to this idea is that social connection may not look the same for all of us because we have different personalities, but it's important that we do connect with others. What we know is that loneliness is a problem for many at different periods in their lives. The thing about loneliness is that it is also linked to 
to an increased risk of health problems. COVID-19 has forced many to isolate. With isolation can come increased feelings of loneliness and depression, neither of which are great for one's physical, mental, or emotional health. This was the case before the pandemic, and certainly now that we are in the pandemic. So COVID-19 challenges us to get creative in the ways we connect with others. Connection in times of crisis is so important. Connection has a positive impact on one's health, their performance at home or at school, and it makes us more resilient. These are all aspects of life that we want to build on, especially during this time. So this period calls for you to be intentional about how you approach your relationships. With family members, choose times to reduce distractions and improve the quality of your interactions. Take some time to think about what that looks like in your household. Is it movie watching? Is it game night? Is it building with a Lego structure? Is it taking a jog on the beach? What does it look like in your home? Get creative about staying social from a distance, whether it's a daily or weekly video, video call or a five-minute check-in. Find a way to connect with the people you usually connect with. You may have to schedule these check-ins, but they're worth that intentional effort during this time. Use this period to strengthen your relationships. We have been put in a bit of a collective pause. And although many societies are finding their way of peeking out of this pause, it has likely given you time to reflect on what and who are important to you. Strengthen those relationships. Show kindness to others. Because one of the best ways to feel less lonely and more connected is to find ways to share kindness with others. Connection looks different for everyone. Yes, we may not get to always do it the way we want to during this period, but we adapt. And I am getting used to my head nods. This may be our new normal for a while. So if you haven't found new ways to connect, now would be the time. If you're not sure where to start, you're not alone in this. Just reach out and start small. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Connection is, is also so important when it comes to the way we communicate professionally. Relationships are the foundation to what a team can accomplish. For those interested in this conversation, join me on May 21st for a live webinar at 11 a.m. on Connecting Through Communication. I'm going to break down the elements of being a strong interpersonal communicator and the tools required to connect with your audience, whether an audience of one or 500, whether in person or virtually. You can find the registration link for this webinar on the webinar tab at yolandrobinson.com. 
This webinar will also be available on demand um, for those of you that are unable to connect live but would still like to get the content. So thanks for joining me today. Have a fabulous week and I look forward to next week's conversation.